We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward, and the rest of us who think that's a load of horse <laughs> You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Are you ready to say hell no to illegal immigrants and foreign nationals having any say in our prosperity? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. But before we get started on today's podcast, I just want to remind you about our friends at Allegiance Gold. They are the best, the number one, the top gold marketers in the business. I trust them fully. Folks, we're teetering on the brink of an economic meltdown that's threatening to wash away all of your savings and retirement money. Think about that. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years since Carter days. Prices are spiraling out of control. They get a little bit better, but then they get worse. And don't forget, all these inflation numbers are on top of last year's already elevated inflation. Prices are spiraling. Our money buys less and less, and Americans are incurring more debt just to stay afloat. You budgeted your expenses carefully, but each trip to the grocery store feels like a wallet crushing experience. Gasoline prices spiking. Your monthly bills are escalating. This is what inflation is. That silent evil force that eats away at your wallet and your purchasing power. You get poorer and poorer every day. Basic necessities are now unattainable luxuries. And when prices spiral out of control, they not only disrupt your ability to live day to day, they jeopardize your savings. And guess what? Your retirement. Know this. As your living expenses rise higher than the income that your retirement savings can generate, you will eventually run out of money. It's inevitable. Don't let it happen. Protect your retirement with gold. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family. It's a safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. I always buy gold. I've owned gold my entire life. I will never sell my gold. Take it from me. It's just financially smart for all of us to diversify our retirement accounts with gold and protect what we've worked so hard for. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, I would only trust the best. And the best are my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity expertise, and impeccable service. Get this. Listen to this deal. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwitheric.com today. Protectwitheric.com. Or give them a call, 844-714-ERIC, E-R-I-C. That's 844-714-3742. 844-714-ERIC. Don't wait. Protect your money today. Call 844-714-ERIC and speak with one of Allegiance Gold's experts. They'll answer all your questions and help you get started on the path to a more secure and prosperous retirement. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwitheric.com or call 844-714-ERIC. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hey. How are you? Welcome back. Welcome to the podcast. 
the what do we call it now? The Eric Bowling. I call it the Eric Bowling podcast because it's one of a kind, oh. quite frankly. Oh, oh. Well, tell there's you only one Eric, you know. There's only one Eric Bowling podcast. I'll so tell why, you what, there is it? only one of in the history of America is an 80 year old president who thinks he's going to be the next president <laughs> again. Before, he thinks he's going to win again. Listen, you and I have talked about this since we started this, but we've been talking yeah. about it for a long time. Joe Biden is not the nominee in 2024. I, Kamala Harris is over, I think she's in Indonesia or something this morning, somewhere, I believe it was Indonesia. And she, they asked her, well, what if Joe Biden doesn't make it? She said, well, I'm ready to step in like all vice presidents should. She's just waiting for the moment. It's not going to be her either. I firmly, firmly believe that they're keeping Biden in the spot so that all the firepower, all the spending, all the you know, the, the the political ads are attacking Biden. The Republicans waste all their money attacking Biden. And they, again, last minute, at the advice of my doctors and Dr. Jill, my wife, um, I'm going to spend some more time with my family. And then you're going to get a Michelle Obama. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to say I'm going to spend some more time with my family when 40% of your presidency has been spending time with your family on vacation. That comment yesterday about his home not being safe and the Secret Service is making it safe. I have no home. Mm-hmm. I must stay here. I'm like, dude, seriously, what are you talking about? Oh, he's going to visit. He's he's going to visit East Palestine as soon as he gets a break. And as you point <laughs> out, break for you know, Ducey pointed out accurately that he was yep. in, he was in yep. uh, Lake Tahoe. That's not a break. What's a break? Is it laying on the beach? Is it you know what is it? And, and you know, don't forget. President's job is 24-7. It's not just five days yeah. a week. So he's 40% of his work days on vacation. He's another 25% of them are weekends. And he doesn't do a thing. If you look at his – they announced his schedule. No. Nine out of ten weekends, he has absolutely nothing on his schedule on weekends. I mean, he is literally yeah. just there for the for, – for, I don't even know. So he can walk off a – a stage early when the Medal of Honor recipient. A, a, oh my God, the benediction! There going, what's going on? That poor man. That poor I mean, man. The hundred-year-old guy was probably more cognizant and cogent than the no, president. Was, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. When I was watching it yesterday, you know, it's one of those things where. So I read the article first, as I typically do, right? Um, and I'm not a headline reader. I read the whole thing. <laughs> And I'm like, this can't be right. This this sounds so much worse than it is. And now I have to watch the video. Okay. So I go on, I watch the video. And it's so much worse than I imagined. I'm like, you He's you gone. just left He's the Medal of Honor recipient. Linda, on stage. you're a bright girl. You've been around 100 million shows with Hannity. You know everything that's going on. Democrats aren't stupid. They're not dumb. Oh, no. They're no. ridiculous and they're wrong. But yeah. They're not dumb. No. They are letting this happen. He's yeah. on stage with a Medal of Honor recipient. No one around him to say, stay there, Mr. President. They, they're letting him do this so that we're talking about it on podcasts. We talk, I talked about it on my show last night. Megan Kelly ripped into him for it. And I'm like, oh, she was great last you're, night. Yeah. You're not seeing what's going on. These Democrats are, are it's a catnip to the to conservatives. They're playing chess. We're playing checkers. They're like, watch this. They're going to, we're going to make them chase the shiny Joe Biden dementia object all over the place until the last minute. Then we're going to slide in Michelle Obama and get what we really want. Obama's yeah. fourth term. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of strange things going on. A lot of strange stories coming out about the Obamas, about the Bidens. Um, you know, and I think full circle to on all of that is if any of these stories came out about 
even going back to McCain or Romney or Trump, I mean, I always remember, and I don't care for Romney at all. I didn't care for him even before he was a presidential candidate, yada, yada. But when they came out with that story about how he strapped the dog to the top of the car oh, and, he yeah. kids, and he cut the kid's hair Pierre, and he was like Pierre everywhere. I'm like, Pierre what Delecto. the hell are you guys talking about? I'm like, I'm sorry. So we got, we literally have Senate footage on the House floor of Joe Biden saying that busing children in from bad neighborhoods would create racial jungles. But you guys want to talk about a yearbook dedication where we talk, I mean, there's no, the, this sort of uneven playing field has been for forever. Right. But now I'm seeing it in a way where my little guy, like my youngest son is eight. And he says to me the other day, he goes, you know, mama, I have a question for you. How old is Joe Biden? I said, too old. And he said, no, really, mommy, because I don't understand anything he says. Sometimes he says words that, that are not words. He mumbles. And I said, yeah. uh, he's eight. Yeah. And he can say that out loud. He's he has no you know, Linda, there's so many 80-year-olds that are, are vibrant and cogent there. And yes, it's not an age thing. It's a him thing. You know, sound. But this guy is this guy is the oldest lady yeah. I've seen in a long time. I mean, No, he's very sick. He's There's something very wrong with him. Um, you know, and I don't know, it might be because he's lived such a full and vivacious life. You know, he's been through so many house fires, you know, he's had his son dying about six different places, six different ways. He's cured cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's brought people back from the dead. It's, it's been a busy life. He's very tired. Yes. You know, it just is overwhelming. That good. And by now, I mean, honestly, it's, it's I just, like, the, East Palestine thing for me, that's, that's it. I mean, I talked to the mayor of East Palestine. I spoke to his office yesterday, actually. And I asked them, I said, you know, I really want to help you guys and I want to bring attention. And, you know, I work with a lot of people and we're, we're all very concerned about your town and what we can do. And the woman was like, to be honest with you, we've just kind of given up. We know he's not going to come. And, and to that point, what would he do if he went? I mean, really, he's not going to do anything. They're not going to take him. He's never going there because it's not politically expedient for him. It does nothing for him. So he's not going. This is, this is uh, so I've Ron DeSantis on tonight, and I have Chris Christie on the show tonight, and then, then, then that wasn't supposed to happen that way. DeSantis moved. Oh boy, together. Panel. But I was going to ask Christie about DeSantis not meeting with Biden when he himself met with Obama, and then it turns out Christie and DeSantis are going to be on the same show. So I'm. To figure out who goes first, who goes second, and then well, I, I just think you do it. You know, I mean, there's there's no other way. You have to do it by who's in first place in the out of the two. I mean, it's just yeah. it. Yeah, that's fair is fair. Well, you know, I'm not sure going else. second is uh, worse. A bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> in this case, you probably want to go second here with the with because you want the rebuttal first. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Listen, you know, Chris Christie, that was the hug felt around the world, and uh, he really he did not win himself any points. And it's a shame because, you know, personally, I, I think he's made a lot of mistakes. I think he's done a lot of dumb things. I think, and I think one of the things that he does that is probably the least um, likable about him is he's very much like Kamala. He's unlikable. He's not nice to his staff. He's not nice to the media. He's known for being just very aggressive and nasty. You know, a friend of mine, Carrie Pickett, who works for the Washington Times. I remember Carrie Pickett. Wow. Yeah, so Carrie's, Carrie's a really good friend of mine, sweetheart. Wow, yeah. 
But she's at the Washington Times. She does the political beat down there, you know, on the Hill and all the things. And she was, you know, with the uh, campaign tour and, and had a question for Chris Christie. And he lit was he was a savage. He's like, oh, that must have been so hard for you to get that question out of your mouth and like the head bob. And I'm like, dude, you're not on the subway. You got to know how to play Christie. Like, so <laughs> he came on. Remember, my audience is straight up MAGA. They, they, just, oh, yeah. they're Trump. They're Trump lovers, which I absolutely respect. But and then they, they say, "Don't ever bring Christiane. I'll never watch your show." And then my ratings go. I, look, look, you got to hear all all voices, and you, and you have to know how to interview these people, right? So, mm-hmm. Christy will go on one of the other shows, and they'll they'll get in a fight and with the host, and it's it's bad TV. He came on my show, and the first thing I said was, Governor, I don't see a path to you to, for you to, to be the nominee, let alone president. So I said, what are you, trying to fulfill some sort of uh, emotional void in your life? And, he's, <laughs> and he was just looked to me like, what are you, a psychiatrist? And, but you have, to, you have to be jocular with the guy. You have to, like, like yeah. you're in a locker room and, and, like, poke him, and he'll play, and it becomes good TV. He's never going to be president. It doesn't matter. But you at least want to see what, motiv- what motivates Christie is, for some reason – He's being obviously it's got to be money. Obviously, it has to be donors, right? Yeah. He's being paid to take Trump down a notch, and then I'm trying to. You yeah, know, I mean that's the you're not going to be president. You're not going to be vice president at this rate. Trump's going to be a nominee. You're not even going to be in the cabinet. You're not even going to be debate prep next time around. I don't know. I mean, that's Trump surprises not. me. I could see him bringing him in. I really could Maybe. make him secretary of state. Go ahead. You go deal with Putin. You'll be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he Putin might. He might. He I mean, might. honestly, right. Listen, it's I like, think okay, he's let's... talented. I do. I think he's yeah. a smart guy. I think he's, in, you know, doesn't take any shit. No, kind of, but, but I just don't know why he's so enamored with the, the rhino uh, wing of the party. I have no, well, great, I think the Romneys and yeah. I think he is, um, People who just enjoy confrontation, people who enjoy being, um, you know, contrarian, if you will. Yeah. He's that guy. He wants to have a conversation where he pisses you off. He enjoys it. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what that we have to tap into. Today's his birthday, so I was going to bring him a rhino cake, but I wasn't sure if he did <laughs> it the wrong way because rhinos are big. I didn't, I didn't want to insult him on the size. I wanted to insult him for being a Republic. Well, it's all about the way you spell it. You know, Rhino is R-H and Rhino is R-I. Yeah. So, you know, you could just do mm-hmm. Republican in name only as a different spelling than the animal. Just mm-hmm. thinking out loud, you know, thinking out no, loud. Then I got DeSantis and it's like, what am I going to ask? This is what you go through all day. Like, oh, I'm the mm-hmm. interview him tonight. What am I going to ask a guy who had all the promise in the world and now is at, at 9%? Like, and he's he's leading the, the rest of the pack, the non-Trump pack at 9%. What do you ask a guy like that? Like, what, what happened? He's my, by the way, he's my governor. I live down here. In Listen, Florida. I think DeSantis, it's beautiful, man. And I'll tell you what. He's a great DeSantis, governor. Good man. He's a good man. And I do think, and I've said this for a long time, whoever runs in 24, and I said this in 20, because of what happened, whatever you think happened in 2020, we all know something happened. We can just leave it at that. Whatever your thoughts are. Now, having said that, what does that mean for 2024? That means all the people who felt unfulfilled from 2020 want to see that happen in 2024. So whoever runs in 24 against the man that they feel never had a fair chance, they're going to struggle. Yeah. DeSantis included. They want. I think if DeSantis ran in 2028, he'd crush it. Yeah. 
when, when nobody would even stand a chance against him. I asked him that last time. I said, why didn't you just wait till 2028 when you would have walked yeah. into it? And if you played your cards right, you would have been a, a great VP for, for Trump. And, and he, he would have been a one term, obviously his term limited for one right. term. And then you'd walk into right. the presidency, like walk into it, dance into it, yeah. cheek to cheek. But yeah. like, I'm not a, I'm not a second place kind of guy or something to that effect. Like he did, he wouldn't right. be beneath him to be, that was then maybe now he maybe changes. Maybe, well, that's the, maybe that's a question in hindsight, you know, in the, you know, it's been a couple of months, governor, the numbers are, are here. Now would you consider being Trump's vice president? Well, I think if it were me and I was trying to have a conversation with my friend and my governor, I would say to him, you know, a lot of people are giving you static because of the fact that you didn't meet Biden when he came down after Adalia. You know, what was your thought process behind that? And allow him to say, well, I'm an honest man and I'm not going to pretend like this person is my friend or like he gives a shit about Florida because all he does is bash the people of Florida. Right. Right. So why the hell am I meeting you in a time of weakness and struggle? I don't need you. I don't need anything from point. you except the federal aid. That and that's point. it. Yeah, Biden did trash yeah. Florida and DeSantis. For, Florida, for, it's just, for, and all of it. He said that, you know, the NAACP is issuing travel warnings for black people. I'm like, I'm sorry. More people are dying in Chicago that are black. Chicago. Maybe you should issue I'm from a Chicago warning to Chicago. I say Chicago the way Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what a crock of shit. And we got, we got black on black crime at rates that I've never seen in my life of covering news, but none of those black lives matter. None of those black voices matter. It only matters if it moves the political angle and that sucks. You know, what's really amazing. Do you see these, these sentences they gave the Joe Biggs and, and um, Enrique Terrio 15, yeah, yeah. 17, 18, and 22 years. Terrio wasn't even years. at the Capitol. And meanwhile, you know, in California, first of all, they're trying to let everyone go. I mean, you, they're, they're, they're dropping misdemeanors down, um, felonies down to misdemeanors. They're trying to let criminals mm-hmm. out. Of, but, but 22 years yeah. and 17 years for nonviolent um, having, you know, they're at, the, they're at the Capitol. Show us where there's violence. No one can show us any violence. 17. The problem is that here, this is my opinion. You know, there was a, there was a video that came out yesterday of a man who was uh, at the January 6th protests, never broke anything, wasn't a part of uh, going into the Capitol, nothing. They showed up at his house, raided his house, turned off his ring cameras, got what? his liberty safe. All, I mean, it's insa- the story is insane. But the whole idea is to scare the American people into never rising up again. Right, right. They never want you to raise your voices. They never want you to rise again. And the footage that they say, like Tom Fitton was talking about it the other day, that he put in this FOIA request for the 11,000 hours from that day, or I guess those three days rather, right? The two days before and the day after, and the amount of hours you know, of footage that go into all of that, and who was there, and who opened the doors, and who planted things, and so on and so forth. And now they're saying, where previously, I guess it was 17 hours that was considered classified, now all of it they're trying to get classified. We've never seen Speaker Pelosi's correspondence or emails from those, that, that even just that day. We have, we've never, she never testified. I'm like, how is it possible that the Speaker of the House did not testify about, it doesn't even make sense. For a minute, the, you know, there, there are murderers. There's a guy they, they, they gave 13 years to 
who who murdered a man walking to school with his two kids, 11-year-old, and they reduced it to... Um, manslaughter? Manslaughter charge. Gave him 13 years. Yeah. Killed the man in front of his kids mm-hmm. for no reason. Didn't yeah. like him. And these guys are getting 17, 18, 22 years for breaking... But it is a power play. You look at Garland, you look at Linda Monaco, you look at Ron Klain, and you have to talk about the big money behind them. The Bill Gateses, the Soroses. Where are they being funded from? This is some scary shit. Right, but but how in the world are we letting letting it happen? Because when they do fight back, like on January 6th, when they fight back and they say... We're not going to take it. This is ridiculous. You guys are manipulating the system. We're not exactly sure how you're doing it, but we know you're doing it because 80 million people didn't vote for this yo-yo. And things don't make sense. You know, people that have been running elections, we're talking about older women, like 60, 70-year-old women that work at the polls that you see. Linda, and they're like, Black yeah, they're Lives lying. Matter created far more destructive damage. Oh, Antifa. And, and they're and they're being paid by Denver and other municipalities yeah. for whatever someone offended them. Yeah. All the January six guys are sitting in jail for two and a half years and then getting thrown in for another 15, 17, 18 and 22 years. And without due process, without their civil liberties and nobody gives a shit because it fits their narrative. Yes. I'm telling you, I, re- I work in Rockefeller center, as you know, in the middle of Manhattan and Fifth Avenue was boarded up because yeah. Black Lives Matter and Antifa were going up and down the streets and yep. smashing windows. And on the plywood that Home Depot and Lowe's sold out of in Manhattan, they wrote, we support you. I'm like, I, yeah, idiots. Okay, so you're, you're boarding up your walls. You're boarding up your windows yeah. because they're going to attack you. Yeah. And in the same breath, you're saying, but it's all good. You do you, man. We're here. A, a, I just, it's, ACAB, all cops are bad, but that, and, uh, it, it's Oh good. man, that whole thing was ridiculous. And now those same people you saw governor of uh, governor, mayor Adams, God forbid, mayor Adams yesterday saying the reason that we have this migrant problem in New York city is because of the GOP and federal funding. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what's happening? You labeled this city a sanctuary city. Yeah, right. This is all you every day, all day. No, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yep. I, I've just never seen anything like it, honestly. Yeah, they, and it just they, keeps they, getting worse. Do you remember when they tried to, to say um, it was it was Jen Psaki, Mom Psaki, who tried to say that the Republicans were the party of defunding the police. Remember? She tried, oh, yeah. And then the place went crazy. Like, okay, well, let's not go there. But because you, unless you fight back, like we're going to rip you a new asshole for this, for lying, then they, they, they run with it. They run with the new narrative. Once you realize run with everything. Yeah. I mean, I truly, in my heart of hearts, do not understand how nobody stops Joe Biden from lying about everything, whether it's the house fire or whether it is the ridiculous amount of times that he is lying about his son's death and how he died. I don't know if he knows or not. I think he's just, uh, he's so used, to, he's an old man that's so used to lying. It's like he thinks he's sitting around a, you know, a, a dinner table or a cocktail table. Right, he's just talking shit. When, he, when he's talking to, you know, 300 million people or more, maybe the whole world. He's so full. He's, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Uh, yeah, he is gone. And I really do believe in my heart that Jill Biden is culpable. 
because Jill knows how out of touch and how out to lunch she is. And she's letting it happen and she's enjoying it. Her spotlight is more important than his health. And she shows that every single day. It's very sick. Very, very sick. I just think we as a party, and I don't think it's the Republican party. I think it's the common sense party. We just need to start talking. We need to start saying what it is. Like, oh, you want to cut off little boys' peepees and say that it's transgender? No, it's uh, it's child mutilation. Period. End of sentence. That child is three. You can't get a, you can't get a tattoo until you're eighteen, but you can change your sex permanently when you're ten I'm or like, eleven in California. I still cut my son's apples, okay, and put them in his lunchbox. <laughs> That's what we cut in this house. We don't cut his private. Oh, is he going to have mommy issues? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the apples. That's all I do. All right. I'm doing the rest of it. He's doing on his own. But I mean, we are, we're, we're raising a strong conservative family, you know, we're, but we do no cell phones at the table. We have dinner together. We go to church on Sunday. You know, Mm. I do believe that that nuclear family, that, you know, God, faith, family thing is very important. And I just don't think that most Americans have it. There is, there is a coming back though. There is. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.